Good morning, everybody. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to Eplorbus Cast. Uh, it is uh, Monday, September 23rd, 2019. We are about, uh, oh, what, seven days out from the end of September, and we're headed into October. Happy autumn. Uh, if you live here in the mid-Atlantic, like I do, in the, the upper south of Virginia, uh, the weather is finally starting to break a little bit, and the autumn leaves are starting to fall. I know this because I had to rake some up this weekend. But uh, this morning's Monday motivation, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Founding Fathers and a very important uh, belief that they had about the importance of having leaders in our nation who, when elected to high office, would be moral and virtuous men, and of course implied in that at some point will be moral and virtuous women, uh, consider at the time uh, that this country was being formed, it's in the 1700s, and frankly really before that, as you know, as we uh, began as a colony in Virginia and then expanded uh, throughout the 1600s. But I wanted to open today's Monday uh, morning motivation with two quotes, one from Samuel Adams, And Samuel Adams said, the people in general ought to have regard to the moral character of those whom they invest with authority, either in the legislative, executive, or judicial branches, end quote, Samuel Adams. The next quote comes from William Patterson, who was governor of New Jersey and one of the signers of the Constitution. And he said, look well to the character and qualifications of those you elect and raise to office and places of trust. Now, I could go on and on with quotes from the founding fathers about this issue. Benjamin Franklin wrote quite a bit about it uh, because you have to put, again, the founding of this nation and the birth of this nation, if you will, into context. And that context is, is that these men... Uh, who were the leaders, who were part of the Continental Congress. These men like Washington and Jefferson and Adams and Franklin, uh, these men were noblemen. Uh, They were successful in their own right. They were farmers, planners, merchants, thinkers, leaders, etc. But they were freeing themselves from the oppression of a tyrannical monarch. King George III was not a moral man. He was not a virtuous man. He was not a kind man. He was not a good man. And so in their framing of this new nation, they, of course, would be looking for men who believed in liberty, freedom, individual rights, unalienable rights. Well, why are you talking about that this morning, Sophia? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm talking about this this morning because I am, as a citizen of this great republic, you know, in the year 2019, deeply troubled and concerned with what I see as a a nation that is being run by men and women alike who lack moral courage, who lack civility, who lack honor, who lack basic decency with the things you say and you don't say about your political opponents, their families, their children, their spouses, 
we have gone down the rabbit hole here. And it matters, folks. I want you to hear me. This is going to be one of the few podcasts you'll ever hear me do where I take a, a real moral stance on what I think is right and wrong. And I can base it in the writings and in the founding of America. Set the issue of slavery aside for a moment because I know what some of you are thinking and I'm in agreement. How do you set up a moral and virtuous and godly, God-fearing nation of unalienable rights granted by God and enslave your fellow human beings? Well, you don't. And as you know, that issue lingers with us today. That's why we still have systemic racism and race problems and disagreements around race and fear around race. Because we did start with that birth defect. We did start with that uh, racial DNA that has not served us well. But I want to focus on the importance of the men and women that we elevate to high office. You know, I hear people say all the time, and I heard this back in the 90s when Bill Clinton was president. And, you know, I have a couple thoughts on I worked on the Hill during the impeachment of Bill Clinton. I was on the Government Reform and Oversight Committee, but... The thing I want to say about that is that, you know, I have a different set of beliefs as a woman of faith about the issue, for example, of a marriage between a man and a woman. You know, if a man and a woman are married for 20 years and someone in that marriage breaks the covenant by being unfaithful and they confess it to their spouse, they do the work, they get counseling, they get healing and their marriage grows Uh, They bind closer together and they end up having a fabulous marriage for the duration of that marriage and they get beyond it. That is a good thing. Um, It is a good thing. What I don't think is right is that we have a right to know if there were indiscretions in people's marriages. I think that rests between those two people in that marriage. I think it's deeply personal and private. And I don't think because you run for public office, that we have a right to rip you to shreds, to dig into every mistake you made, to dig into everything that you may have done wrong, because God knows I've got mess in my background, as do you, as does all of us, because we're human. The difference, however, on the situation with President Bill Clinton when he was impeached, and I know that people like to say that it was about the sex that he had with Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. It really wasn't. If you go read the articles of impeachment, it was really about the lying and the perjury. And that's really what ultimately got President Clinton impeached. He wasn't convicted in the Senate, but he ended up losing his bar license. And there were consequences. But set that aside for a moment, and let's really talk about this issue of morality, ethics, virtue in our leaders. And I think we can all agree, at least I hope so, that it is immoral, amoral, immoral, however you want to say the word. There are different meanings to all three of the words I just uttered. But they all mean something that's not right. It's not righteous. It's not good for the public trust. It is not a good thing for a, at that time, almost 50-year-old man to be having an affair with a young intern his daughter's age, in the Oval Office. That's where the breach of the trust goes. Then there's the lying about it. There's the cover-up about it. There's the impact on his family, 
on the young woman's life. She never recovered, by the way. Monica Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky never married. She never went on to have the things that I know that she probably hoped for her life. And that's simple. Could you imagine being the guy that brought home Monica Lewinsky to your parents? So the the reality is, is that this lapse in moral judgment by President Clinton in the 90s is still something we talk about 20 plus years later because of the impact it had on the cabinet. Uh, it strained the relationship between Clinton and Gore at the time. It it caused a lot of the cabinet members to be repulsed and angry that they were used in a cover-up. What am I saying? I'm saying that morals matter. You know, I realize now that we're in a world where we like to pretend that it doesn't matter, that you can do what you want, you can say what you want, you can live how you want. But I'm telling you, that's going to be the downfall of this republic. And I'm going to get to President Trump in a moment because that's really what's driving my concern this morning. This man flagrantly and without regard to public trust says anything, tweets anything. And I'm telling you, those of you who think this is okay, it is not okay. It is destroying the fabric of this country. The Constitution is a document that's 230 some years old. It is, if you've ever gone to see it at the National Archives or read it, picked up a pocket copy. It is words put on a paper by a room full of men who sat and had ideas and a vision for what they wanted this country to be. None of them thought probably that that document would be around and still be our guiding document 200 plus years later. And what we're seeing right now is a constitutional stress test. We're seeing that this document is meaningless It's meaningless if men and women of faith and of virtue and of morals don't do the things that it outlines. This document doesn't work if there are not good men and women in the Senate, in the House, and in the executive branch who carry out its core tenets. We're in a difficult place because we have a lawless, rogue president. I'm saying this not based on emotion or feeling. I'm looking and I'm reading and I'm watching and I don't like what I see and I don't like the slide that I see in our culture that says it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters if you cheat on your wife while in office. Yes, it matters if you pay porn stars off to keep secret about a sexual liaison you had during an election. Yes, it matters if you call the president of Ukraine When you're a president of the United States of America and press that person that lives in another country that borders Russia and other places that are tenuous at best. And you tell them, well, I'm going to give you aid only if you help me dig up some dirt on my political adversary or if you begin a prosecution on my political adversary, folks. If that doesn't bother you, if that doesn't bother you, something is really broken. You've allowed yourself to become numb. You've allowed yourself to believe the lies and you've allowed yourself to think it's okay, but it's not. I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. If you love your country, your country should come before your party. If you love your country and you love your children and the future that you want them to have, 
You want liberty to remain. You want this to be a country of laws. You want this to be a nation where the highest office holder, the commander in chief of our armed forces, the moral leader of our country, the the cheerleader, if you will, in times of national mourning, the person who speaks for America must speak with a voice that is trusted. He or she must speak with a voice of truth. He or she must be a person of moral integrity, not a perfect person, but a moral person. And this mattered because our founding fathers talked about it. It's written into our founding documents. It's written into the very fabric of who we say that we are. And I see the rants on social media. I'm reading the uh, op-ed pieces and You've got people polarized on both sides, but only Mitt Romney, who is a Mormon man of faith, married man faithfully of over 50 years, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, and only Mitt Romney is the only Republican I've seen who has dared to say, this is not acceptable, and if in fact this is what happened, it is deeply concerning and we must investigate. And I think what Senator Romney is signaling is, is that if in fact this happened, he would be a vote to convict in the Senate if President Trump is impeached by the House. I want to give you this quote to marinate on from Ben Franklin. Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. You know, folks, the last great republic was Rome and Rome fell eventually. And Rome didn't fall because it wasn't militarily strong or because it didn't, at that time, literally own half of the world in terms of its conquest and territories. Rome fell because it was lawless, because it was immoral, it was decadent. Hedonism ruled. Uh, Complete anarchy, violence against people of faith, murder, putting people's spikes on, uh, heads on their spikes, if you will. Uh, Just ugly lawlessness. And you're saying, Sophia, we're not putting uh, citizens' heads on a spike. We're not doing that yet. We are under a slow creep to authoritarianism. Pay attention. Wake up. People are marching in the streets. This past week, we the people march had over 10,000 people in D.C. and over 40,000, 50,000 combined in the 60 cities where there were marches. It barely got a blip in the media. On this Ukraine story, be clear about what's at issue here. It is not whether or not Joe Biden's son, who sat on a board, did something unethical or whether the vice president went over at the behest of the then president, Barack Obama, To tell Ukraine, you're not getting that billion-dollar loan you want, that line of credit, unless you clean your house up. No, we're not going to give you money when you have corruption in your prosecutor's office. And they cleaned it up. And they're on their way to a better democratic society. And then comes Donald Trump. Folks, this is as serious as it gets. If we don't hold this president accountable... We are setting ourselves up for the fall of America. 
And I I really want to hearken back to the founders this morning because make no mistake about it, right and wrong do exist. There are moral absolutes. There are things that we as human beings should do and there are things that deep down at our core we know we should not do. And if and when we cease to be good as people, any greatness that is possible within us likewise ceases to exist, folks. As citizens in a free nation, moral imperatives matter because those very mores and ideals that we subscribe to keep us a great nation. Folks, let me be clear on this Monday morning on a beautiful September day. Let me be clear. The success of any great country depends upon the character of its citizenry and of its leadership. There is a reason that America is the envy of the world, folks. There's a reason why people think we're the greatest nation in the greatest light. We're different. We live differently. We don't allow our leaders to kick down doors and go in and pull their political enemies out by the night and lock them up. Does that sound familiar? The chance of locker up? We govern differently. We hold free and fair elections. And when one party loses, they quietly hand off power to the other and help them to transition. We exercise freedom differently. We live differently. And that is because our different, if you will, is predicated upon the belief that America is a virtuous and moral nation. We care for our sick. We care for the poor. We take in the tired and the weary and the huddled masses of immigrants. We have always done that. We defend others when they are trampled upon. Although we are not perfect, far from it, we actually believe that all men are created equal before Almighty God. And that when our unalienable rights are restrained by other men, such injustice, such immorality must be righted. Our founders understood this imperative. Our founders understood that to be engaged, informed, and self-governing was more than just a set of rote actions, folks. Wake up. It's not about your 401k. It's not about the house that you live in. It's not about whether or not you can send your kids to college or you can take a two-week vacation in the islands. Life is more than that. The very freedom that you enjoy, the very luxury that you enjoy means nothing if your fellow citizens are not likewise able to enjoy. It cannot be all about you and how you're doing and justice be damned and righteousness be damned and morals be damned. We're setting one hell of a precedent for our kids. We wonder why our young people in this country have porn addictions, vaping addictions, gun addictions, violence addictions. Do you know why? Because we, the adults, have failed them. I spoke at Grambling last week, as you know, and I told the young people that the reason they're in a cancel culture and a cutoff culture and an unfriend, block, delete, ghosting culture is because we, as their parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles, have failed to teach them what is right by how we live. So I implore you this morning, get engaged in this election cycle. Walk, canvas, knock on doors for the candidate of your choice. Teach your kids about America. 
Teach your grandkids about America. Teach them that morality matters, that virtue matters, that goodness matters, that being kind to your neighbor matters. Being empathetic and looking out for others matters because it does. And the moment that America begins to accept lawless, criminal, immoral conduct from its president or from its secretary of state or from its United States senators or member of Congress, the moment we look the other way and say that has nothing to do with me is the moment we fail and we fall. We are the last great republic on earth. We're it. We are not that shining city on a hill that John Winthrop spoke of so long ago. Then who are we? Who are we? I am profoundly and deeply disturbed that we are allowing. Donald Trump is one man. The presidency is an institution. It is... Created by Article 2 of the Constitution. The Congress has a role. They are given co-equal power as an equal branch of government for oversight. And when they haul you up to Capitol Hill and they want to talk to you or they're investigating, they should not be impeded because they are the people's representatives. Folks, wake up. How long will we allow this blustering, angry man to divide us? To be lawless, to break the laws, and first deny that he does it, then kind of walk it back, then say, yeah, I did it, because somebody's got to do it. Folks, that's authoritarianism, that's fascism, that's Mussolini, that's Stalin. These are not the virtues and the values of America. Let me wrap up uh, this morning's Monday motivation like this. You know, every Monday... I like to have a something that makes us think, something that uh, brings us together as Americans. It makes us consider who we are and where we're going. Step back for a moment and think about how you run your household, how you run your marriage, how you want to take care of your parents when they get old. How you make sacrifices every day in your life that aren't pleasant, that you don't always feel like making because you know it's the right thing to do. You don't give in to the temptations of life. You don't do the easy things. You do the hard things. You sacrifice. You educate yourself. You educate your kids. You get up and you go to work when you don't feel like it or when you're sick because you know You have a moral obligation to yourself and to your family. Folks, that's who we are. Morals matter. Don't ever let anybody tell you that morals and abiding by the law and honoring the oaths that we take to hold our office, to honor our marriage, to honor our contracts, to pay those who work for us, whatever it is, it matters. And that's my word to you this morning on this morning. Morals and virtue and empathy and goodness matter. Do not be suckered into this position, Christians. Let me talk to Christians for a moment as I wrap up. Evangelicals. I'm disappointed. In fact, I'm appalled. Everything that Christ teaches us as believers, 
I have watched men and women that I've known for decades and respected get on social media and say those things don't matter in order to support this president and to support the party of their choice. They make excuses. You would never allow your kids to talk this way. You would never allow anybody in your family to conduct themselves this way. You yourself would not conduct yourself this way yet. You excuse it because it fits an agenda. That's wrong. I encourage you to listen to the podcast I did over the weekend with Bishop Talbert Swan. He's controversial on Twitter for sure uh, because he calls it as it is. I may not always agree, but I get why he is the way he is. And we talked about this. How do kids stand around and videotape the murder of a classmate on their videos and upload it to a social media platform without going to get help, without intervening and trying to get the kid who's stabbing to death another kid. What are we teaching our kids, folks? What are we raising? Who's going to run America in 20 years? People with that kind of compass? People who can't have conversations? People who cut people off, unfriend them, delete them, block them? Is that where we are? Because if that's where we are, this republic will not stand. This is not hyperbole. This is not screech. This is real. This is something we need to think about and be vigilant about because it matters. I'm done now. I'm going to go and start my day as you're going to start your day. But I want you to consider that it does matter how the president conducts himself. It does matter how he talks on social media. It does matter when he attacks women and people of color. It does matter when he teaches our young people that, that nothing does matter, that you can talk how you want, say how you want, treat people how you want. You don't have to honor the oath of your office. You can bully people. You can threaten people. You can try to uh, go and get your political opponents and lock them up, deride them, denigrate them and their children and their families. No, that is not who we are, and that is not okay. Folks, Benjamin Franklin walked out of the Constitutional Convention Hall in Philadelphia in 1776. A woman said, Mr. Franklin, what do we have? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. A republic, if you can keep it. Folks, I'm not sure we're going to keep it. We've kept it for over 200 years. But we're in trouble now. We're in trouble because we are sliding away from the morals and the values that built America. Do not miss that. It's not just about you. It's about all of us because we are all in this together. All right. God bless you and God keep you. Have an amazing week on purpose. Bye-bye now.